This is the Success Culture Podcast. Where we are on a mission to normalize fitness. By bringing it back to the basics. And breaking down barriers. Recording is up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Success Culture Podcast. Today, I'm here with Tom. He is kind of our flexibility expert. So I'm basically going to be, <laughs> yep, bring your leg, bring your leg up um, to the side of your, holy cow, you can actually do it. I was actually, I was ready. I was kidding. I didn't think you could actually. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, today um, I'm just going to be interviewing Tom here, asking him what he knows about flexibility. We'll see if I can try to stump him a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. And you're, you're currently doing another um, continuing, some continuing yeah. education on flexibility too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Just so to, to my knowledge, I'll fill in any of the blanks that I may have. I mean, I, I'm pretty knowledgeable coming into the course, but again, it's just good to have yeah. you know, that little extra. So um, I guess or- real quick, Tom, like who, like, what do you, I mean, like, why do you know so much about flexibility and why do you personally feel like it's so important? So in my eyes, it's, it's a topic that it's always incorporated into lots of fitness, you know, circles. It's, it's often something that's touched on, but it's not given the attention I feel like it needs because proper flexibility and then also mobility, which they go hand in hand. They're not the exact same thing. Obviously we're talking largely about flexibility here, but mobility is another component of flexibility that's going to kind of come into play, but it's, it's something that's, I mean, it should go without saying that it's so key and so crucial to being able to move properly. Like if you don't have proper flexibility, if you don't have proper mobility, you're not going to be able to properly move and you're not going to be able to properly function in your workouts. You're you're not going to be able to train as intensely because there's going to be certain, certain restrictions because your body's not fully opened up. There's not proper blood flow. There's just not proper mobility. It's, it's, it's quite simple. It's, and again, it's something that is often given, you know, some attention. It's usually touched on by various trainers or influencers or whoever, um, depending on the gym, whatever. But I think that it's something that needs to be leaned into a bit more just because even for people who are not trying to get, you know, super jacked or whatever, or don't have any aspirations in fitness in those regards, it's just something that is so crucial for everybody, kind of like cardio. Like if you ask me, the two most important comp- components of fitness are going to be cardio first for heart health and longevity and then flexibility second because we all need proper range of motion to fulfill various daily tasks and things like that it's not as simple as just you know gym activity but obviously flexibility comes into play even more so for athletes or just fitness enthusiasts but i mean i could go on and on i don't know um if you want to go more specific questions from there yeah so uh, my first question would be What's different between flexibility, mobility, and stability? And Uh so like, just like, I guess, what is the difference? But then also, how do you work on the difference? And is there a difference between um, like training those or working on those? There's definitely a difference, but there's going to be a lot of carryover. So flexibility is going to be more like your stretching and all that jazz. Whereas mobility is, again, there's some crossover specifically between, or I guess more specifically between 
flexibility and mobility, but mobility is going to be more of like coming after the flexibility portion. So once you've like really established like proper flexibility, then you can really work on the mobility, which is going to be more of joint motion specifically, whereas flexibility is going to be more dealing with, you know, the, the just how um, extensible, I believe that's the, the, the proper word, how, how extent, the extensibility, there we go, the extensibility of like the fascia or other and the muscular systems. And then, yeah, mobility is going to be more joint motion. And then stability is more just like a lot more to do with balance. So that's like, it's, it's, it's incorporated, but it's not as, as uh, linked to flexibility and mobility, but they all come into play together. Got it. Got it. So what could regular flexibility and mobility um, and stability work do to help with um, like mass to help the masses? So like to help the masses of people, maybe somebody who is just getting started with their fitness journey or maybe somebody who's been working out a lot, but you know, they do the bro split and they kind of, you know, get in, hit the muscles with weights and then they, they get out. But over time, it seems like a lot of people end up getting tighter and tighter the longer that they lift. Well, that's just, that's just it is that the tightness is the thing to focus on. So when our bodies are sedentary, they're automatically going to tighten up because you're reducing blood flow. It's not going to be as warm. Things are going to cool down and the body's going to get stiff. So me sitting here, if I stayed sitting here for too long, my hip flexors, you know, they're in this seated position, they're going to tighten up. And that's, it's so common for people to be sitting and also to go along with the seated position beyond just having your hip flexors in that position. You're also often going to have pretty poor posture. And then you run into issues of like, having the poor posture that can even make it so your stomach sticks out more like believe it or not like having better posture obviously you're gonna work more on engaging your core muscles and keeping your your stomach a bit tighter but anyway i'm, I'm my mind's going all these different places because i got so much to say about this but basically everybody's body is capable of getting super tight regardless of whether or not you're super active or not now if you're more active your body is going to probably be more susceptible to getting tight because you're going from extreme activity to all of a sudden no activity. The body is going to be a bit more like ah, tighten up. So that's why it's very key to just kind of keep on moving. Like first and foremost, just kind of keep on moving. That's a good way to work on just getting the blood flow going. And that's, it's important to have blood flow when we're dealing with stretching the muscles in the first place. So that kind of leads me into talking about I guess the process of the steps for what you want to warm up going into activity. So what I like to preach is you start off your, your flexibility training with self myofascial release, which involves a lot of foam rolling and just massage and things like that. So SMR is more of like self massage using foam rollers and things just to kind of get the blood really moving and flowing, loosen things up a bit. And then from there you go into active stretching, which is where you basically are holding a static stretch just for a couple seconds. That's an active stretch. That's an active stretch. You get the idea. And then after that, you go into more of your dynamic stretching, which those are just basically movements that are going to mimic whatever you're going to be doing in your workout. So you can do just like push-ups are technically a dynamic warm-up, high knees, trunk twists, things like that. And then when you're cooling down at the end of your workout, you for sure are going to want to do some kind of static stretching. And that's when you're going to 
hold the stretch for at least 30 seconds and then go on to the rest of your muscles. But before you do the static stretching, you can do optional um, self-myofascial release, again, just to kind of help prepare your body to get statically stretched. And now the reason you usually will save the static stretching for the end of your workout is you wanna make sure you're not static stretching cold muscles because they're not gonna quite be ready. They're gonna to be too tight for it, like we talked about earlier. So the big issue with not having proper flexibility, not having proper mobility is it's just your, the body is so tight and therefore it's not gonna be ready for activity. So even something as simple as squeegeeing your shower, if your body's super tight and not prepared, you could, you could hurt your elbow, you, you, you honestly could. Um, uh, let's see, Hunter, I'm getting off track because I have just so much to, to so much I want to say. So ask me another question to get me back on track. Okay. Okay. So this is an area that I work on a lot, but let's say that somebody has been working on for a while, but they've used a lot of partial reps and kind of not the best full range of motion and technique within their lifting mm -hmm. and me as a coach, I will always lighten up people's loads, take them through a full range of motion on, you know, pretty much all the movements, as long as they have the ability to do it. A lot of the times they don't have the strength. And a lot of times we do have to work on things like shoulder mobility and, you know, just getting into the right posture in order to, for them to say, get their hand down all the way to like, the chest if they're doing a bench press or a overhead press but what's something that people can do to let's just take the squat for example or you can do a squat or a hip hinge like a deadlift what's something that um we could do to get the actual stability and mobility and strength in the end range of motion so like let's say at the bottom of a squat or at the bottom of a deadlift what's something that we could do to actually get into that range of motion more successfully. So an important note to make, and this is kind of, it's, it's in line with what you're talking about, but I'm gonna kind of circle around back to it. So when, when thinking about flexibility, important note to make is just how interconnected the body is. So for example, if you have tight lats, that's gonna reduce your ability to get the most out of your pressing because your lats, they need to properly stretch in order for you to fully press because it's an interconnected thing. And then similarly, you got to think about um, uh, synergists and antagonists. Um, so like, this is like your prime mover is going to be your biceps. And then your antagonist muscle on the back is your triceps. So if your triceps are tight, then your biceps are not going to properly be able to work like they would like you want them to. And similarly, it's, you know, if your biceps are super tight, your triceps, you're not going to be able to get the, the most, you're not going to get the most out of your triceps workouts. And then talking about lower body, like for squats and things, if your hamstrings are super tight, you're not going to be able to fully get a good contraction in your, in your um, quads. Makes sense. This is tight. This muscle down here is tight. This muscle here is not going to be able to fully contract. So when thinking about squats, you want to make sure, especially in, when you're in that bottom position, that you have nice and loose hip flexors because, and I wish I could give better visual representation. So obviously this is the bottom of the squat, hip flexors are engaged. So yeah, you wanna make sure that basically all the surrounding muscles that you're utilizing for any given exercise are nice and primed and ready to move and ready to work.
Got it. And I would add, um, just with that, so a thing that I would do, let's say that I'm trying to take somebody from doing a maybe a 90 degree only squat all the way to a full range of motion, kind of a high bar close stand squat, um, mm -hmm. basically just reaching all the way down as deep as your legs will let you. Um, so just full um, knee bend basically at the bottom. You're still trying to stay upright so you can't like let your body lean forward too much. And that takes a lot of um, ankle mobility, hip mobility, you know, the knees do have to travel over the toes a little bit and all that kind of stuff. But um, with that kind of stuff and same with like a deadlift is you can't just tell somebody, okay, we're going to be squatting like this now and we'll just put the same weight as what you used to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have yeah. to really, really lighten up the load um, mm -hmm. and use a lot of, I'll use a lot of kind of supporting exercises. So instead of like jumping right into a barbell squat, I might have somebody do a TRX squat and be like, so this is what it's going to feel like when you get to the bottom of that squat, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty easy for most people to be able to sit back into a TRX squat and get full range of motion. Right. Right. Like and then with like, a, yeah. And then you can basically just start training yourself in that range. And a lot of times you're not going to have any strength at the bottom range if you've never trained it before. Right. So you'll be okay. strong at the top portion of the movement where you're used to training and then you'll be weak at the bottom where you're not used to training, right? right? So what you have to do is kind of bridge the gap and try to get a nice combination of strength between, um, you know, full range of motion or so, um, full flexion and then full kind of extension at the top mm -hmm. of the movement. And yeah, it's really, just, it's a matter of just like working your way up very slowly. Right. Um, and even with like a deadlift, if you start somebody off with an RDL, you know, you don't go, down very far past your knees and then you just kind of slowly progress um another thing that i've done for people with tight hamstrings is let's say that um we're doing kind of a um like a rack pull right mm -hmm. so you start somebody off with like doing a rack pull and they have you know great form great technique because there's not that much range of motion involved with the rack pull and then you slowly lower the blocks or lower the whatever you're using to basically raise um, how far that bar goes down to the ground, you slowly, slowly lower that over time as the hamstrings loosen up, if you will, throughout the program. Yeah. Until you can get that person to do on. I will typically try to get somebody to be able to do it um, with a barbell and do it with um, the 10 pound plates to the ground, if that makes sense. So the, the small yeah, yeah. 10 pound plates. But yeah, that's kind of how I would um, walk someone through um, basically the getting strength in the end range of motion. Yeah, so yeah, anything yeah. you'd like to add to that? I mean, that, that's basically kind of like a dynamic stretching sort of idea, kind of. It's like preparing the body for what's to come by sort of doing something that's a little bit less intense than the ultimate goal. But it's like a accumulation of almost like doing it over weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sort of like incorporating like the dynamic stretching idea and then kind of prolonging it over the course of just like preparing the body in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's basically what I do. And that's, um, you know, for myself, I'm a, I think I'm like six foot or so, um, definitely over six foot. And I went, you know, this was over many years, but I squat basically my butt's only a few inches off of the ground. Now, when I get to the bottom of a squat really, and, um, really. that took me a long time to get, cause I had to work on a lot of flexibility. I did a lot of 90, 90 stretches. Yeah, um, yeah. Can't, 
I forget the name of stretches, so I can never really name off what I do. But... Names for lots of exercises and stretches and yeah. things, like a million different names. I suppose. Yeah. I just make up names for it. Yeah, so, I'm just like I forget what they call it, so I'm just gonna call it this. Just Sometimes. the up, up, the up, down. Pick this up and put it down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did. Uh, you know, and a ton of ankle mobility and hip mobility, and then it was like I was squatting, you know, like 275 with like knee wraps super tight and I had sleeves and knee wraps on at the same time and um I basically was like one day started going full range of motion I took off the knee wraps I took off the knee sleeves I lightened the weight up I was literally doing like 95 pounds for a while yeah and now I can uh I've now successfully squatted 405 really you know, all the way down all the way up for us you know nice. just for a single um it's awesome still. It took a long time, but it, you know, you just um, be in it for the long term. That's a big thing that we always kind of advocate at success is just being in it for the long term, whether it's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. a nutrition client, one that, um, you know, a nutrition client that I'm working with. I'm big on setting up long term goals and just a long term lifestyle. But exactly. yeah, you, I, you, you can tell uh, Tom lives the flexibility lifestyle if you will he's always always got his foam roller with him i think that thing i'm a i am a, i yeah. sing the phrases of my foam roller wherever i go wherever <laughs> I get a chance because i believe in it yeah i seen him at he was walking through costco one day with a foam roller <laughs> just kidding uh, but, i would yeah oh yeah he would so the last thing tom um what has flexibility or how has flexibility benefited you personally over your life we'll make that the last question for tonight yeah so yeah, there's so much I want to touch on with flexibility and I'm sorry if my thoughts were a bit jumbled because I get very excited talking about it. So yeah, finishing off with how it benefited me is a good way to go. So I very gradually started to embrace flexibility. I started stretching in my bedroom before bed back in high school, like I think senior year of high school, I just started doing basic stretches before bed as kind of like a ritual. And I, I gradually started to notice like it wasn't anything significant, but I noticed some benefit there. I noticed that my body felt a little bit less stressed out. I was a little bit more relaxed before bed. So that's a big thing right there just to consider is that when your body, when your body tightens up, you're going to probably feel a, bit, a little bit more distressed and it's going to influence, you know, various aspects of your life negatively. So yeah, proper flexibility is important just in that regard. But as time went on, I mean, I, again, I still did my, my nighttime stretches, but that was kind of where it ended. And I started to develop tennis elbow at some point in my life, not because I play tennis, but that's just the name, you know, elbow tendonitis. We'll call it elbow tendonitis. And that's that um, epicondyl lattice, something like that. It's like a fancy name. Yeah, I got lost on me. I don't remember all the fancy terms. Epicondyl, but. Epicondylitis, I think. Um, I think it's that's medial epicondylitis when it's on the, on the golfer or like the. Um, yeah, golfer's elbow is the other name for it. Yeah. You said you had. Tennis or golfer? I believe they're the same thing, aren't they? No. So the tennis is typically on the outside of the elbow. Golfer is usually on the inside where you have the pain. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anyways, yeah. There's very much pain circle around the whole elbow, but it usually manifested along the top here. So at a point... I, I did kind of, I mean, I, I'm very stubborn with my workout, so I kind of try to train through or around my tennis elbow or my elbow tendonitis, whatever. And 
at a point I started to incorporate the foam roller and I was like, let's just see what this is about. And I started applying lots of pressure to that area. And little by little, I started to notice that I was able to train around the injury very well. And to a point now where I really, I don't even, I don't even deal with the tenant, the elbow tendonitis anymore, but it was, it was debilitating for quite some time. So that was my first realization that SMR self-myofascial release in particular was amazing, but that paired alongside stretching has just made my training that much better. I recover better. I'm able to train harder. I'm able to lift more. Uh, it's, and even outside of just my lifts, it's just like, I, I do um, kickboxing training as well. And I mean, flexibility in martial arts, they, they are, they need to go together. You need to have proper flexibility to move your body in all these crazy different twisted contorted ways. Um, but yeah, I, I, I cannot stress just how beneficial flexibility has been for my life. Like it's, it's allowed me to take in particular my deadlift and my bench press to places that I'm very pleased with. Just having the proper flexibility in the shoulders in particular has been just game changing. Cause I do, I do have a history of shoulder injuries as well. I actually had to get a steroid shots in my shoulder back in the day, but again, Working a lot with flexibility um, protocols and mobility protocols has just completely changed the game for me. And like, knock on wood, but I, I do not deal with injuries myself personally anymore. Like not even really any tweaks and pains because I'm just so in tune with my, my flexibility, my personal flexibility protocol, which usually involves, you know, a very, very involved warm up. Like I kind of described earlier with going from SMR to active stretching to dynamic stretching and then being sure to cool down at least with static stretching and sometimes also with more SMR. And then every night before bed, I, I stick to all still doing my stretches before bed like I did way back when, but I also incorporate the foam roller just to loosen things up before I go into the static stretching. So yeah, I, I will sing the praises of flexibility till the day I die because I, I swear by it. I think that it could help. We could reduce the injury rates of various athletes, like in high schools or at a professional level, college level, whatever. It just, I would love to bring these ideas and make them more prominent for various facilities and just for the fitness industry in general. I, I just, I think that it's something that it kind of is like, it's talked about sort of as like, a, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on it. Cause yeah, flexibility, it's, it's important, you know, whatever, but it's like, no, flexibility is crucial. I think it is crucial. It is, it is so key to the longevity of your fitness. So a lot in the a lot in the bodybuilding sphere too. Like a lot of people just get in, hit weights, and then get out. You know, all the time, and, right. and then it affects. Yeah, they I mean, it affects like not only where they like walk around like this. It's like that's not. Yeah, right. yep, yeah, and, and that not only affects like if you're competing in bodybuilding, it not only if compete um affects the way that your body is going to grow and look over over time, but it's going to um affect your posing. It's going to affect your placing if you have like things that are out of whack or if you you know certain things like if you have it seems like if you have certain really tight muscles it just they that area won't actually grow right yeah oh yeah exactly uh, yeah yep. opening up the muscles is going to make them bigger absolutely yep. not like, like dramatically so it's not like stretching is like anabolic steroids yeah it's like if you're constantly tight you're going to just kind of be like let's say your chest is super tight you're going to be kind of punched over a bit more yeah. Make you more closed in, but if you have a nice stretched out chest, the, the fascia is going to be nice and opened up. You're going to have the full, the full effect of those muscles. Sweet. All right. Well, there we go. That's a little bit of information on flexibility, mobility, and stability. Tom here. I'm Coach Hunter. 
at Success Fitness. This was the Success Culture Podcast. And Tom, you want to close us out for the night? Yes. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble like a crazy person. If I look like a mad scientist right now, I apologize. And I hope that my ramblings also were coherent enough to understand. We'll touch on flexibility in the future, I'm sure, um, hopefully more in depth, but I hope you at least got a nice taste of why I think flexibility is so crucial. And hopefully I convinced you as to why it would be something important for you to include in your life as well. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Tom. You have a great one. And thank you all for listening. Bye now. Bye.